All right, everyone, welcome to another special guest of Smiling on Camera, hosted by Lorenzo Smith. Today, we have an awesome special guest coming all the way from the UK. Vicky, introduce yourself. Hello, um, I'm Vicky, I'm a photographer, and I specialize mostly in portraiture, music, fashion, and street photography. Wow, amazing. So when did you get into it? Because I know I've watched a lot of your interviews and stuff, and you got into it really early. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you sort of count when I first, first sort of like picked up a camera and tried taking photos, I think I was like 11 years old. Wow. Um, yeah, so obviously I wasn't a professional photographer at this point, but um, but now I think, I think like my godmother had like a DSLR and I was like, oh my God, it looks so cool to like, I don't know, I was just so fascinated by depth of field <laughs> for some reason. And um, I really wanted a camera, so I asked for like a, I think I got like a super basic little like digital bridge camera for like my 12th birthday, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was just taking photos for like my Bebo and like my Flickr. <laughs> but now you just blossom in, I see your work everywhere. <laughs> Thank you. I think, I think there was like different stages of like my journey. I think that was like that sort of initial time that I think when I was like 13 or 14, um, I found my family's old like, holiday camera and it was actually an Olympus Me Too. But that was just like, obviously, before they became cool, obviously. It was <laughs> no, <laughs> everyone's film photographers, so yeah. No, that was just like our holiday camera before they upgraded it to like a little digital point and shoot, like before phones eventually then started taking pictures, you know what I mean? So I found that in a drawer and I was like, oh, sick. And then I would just take it everywhere with me. Um, I wasn't even really taking portraits to stuff at this point. I was mostly just doing like, like day in the life, kind of like photo diary stuff to put on like my blog. <laughs> <laughs> did you would um, you have MySpace or did you have something else? So I'm like 24, so I'm like the generation just after MySpace. I was like the Bebo generation. Oh, okay. But, then, but I was like, I think I was like the cusp between MySpace and Bebo. I like, I was one of the kids that were still trying to like keep MySpace going. So I was like a little scene kid. Everyone's like, let it go. Like no one uses MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but at this point, this was kind of like, so I had a blog spot and then mm -hmm. later on when it was like the Tumblr. Yeah, I got, I got into Tumblr huge. That was like okay. my, my go-to. But my page <laughs> was, was not as good as like yours there. probably. Oh, what was yours <laughs> like? Was yours like Frank Ocean's super popping? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. My Instagram so was, yeah, it was... What time? <laughs> so when did you decide to take it full time and make it your your occupation? So I think my passion for photography and my passion for music always kind of coincided with each other. Because I think even early on, I would always try and take my camera to like any shows or like concerts I'd go to, just to have something for myself. Because obviously phones didn't take very good photos at this time. So I was like, I just want something to look back on. Do you know what I mean? And obviously. I'm, for anyone that doesn't know, I'm five foot. Like, I'm super fucking short. <laughs> if I'm not at the front, like, I'm not seeing anything. So, especially with, like, bigger venue, like, arena shows, like, I'd be queuing, like, four or five hours. Like, I would leave school early. I would say I had, like, a doctor's appointment. And go take photos. To get to, like, the venue for, like, 3 p.m., like, 2, 3 p.m. But when the doors open for seven, just so I could be at the front. Because, obviously, I didn't have a press pass. I wasn't press. I wasn't going to be in the pit. You know, so I had to be there just to even see anything. Um, but yeah, that was... <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You So you took photography and made it your profession at a quite early age. 
Okay, yeah, so, so at this point, obviously, it wasn't my profession yet. I was doing this for fun, and I think... Gotcha. Obviously, this is when I was in school, and then even when I was in college, like, I was working at a skate shop, like, one day a week on, like, Sundays, <laughs> and I made, like, £30 a day, and, like, all that money went on buying film and developing film, and I was like, yo, this is an expensive hobby. Like, I never thought I could make money from it, like, ever. Yeah. Like, I didn't think that was... Uh, a likely profession, do you know what I mean? Unless I was gonna be like some super fucking high-end fashion photographer. Like I never thought that would happen, do you know what I mean? So and I was just like, oh. <laughs> 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 I mean, I was at the time I was like, shit, like this, I'm not gonna gain anything from this, you know? So then when I was in college, I was doing, I went more down like the graphic design route because I thought, mm-hmm. I mean, I was always creative in like whatever sort of sector I was in, do you know what I mean? Like I would always kind of like either do art or I was doing textiles or fine art or painting or do you know what I mean? I was always doing something. So I feel like graphic design made sense for me at the time. So I thought it's still a creative outlet. I enjoy it. And I just thought it would be a slightly more sustainable career choice for me. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, my school actually had it as an option. Like photography wasn't like an option at my school or my college. So also for anyone that's unaware, when I say college, I mean like sixth form. So like, I'm guessing like the last two years of high school for you guys. Yeah, exactly. But not, not, university, not university. Not university. Yeah, it's a difference. Like education, age. It's different in UK. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned um, that. I learned that watching Top Boy. That's oh yeah. <laughs> I learned this. So I was like, "What is university?" I thought it was college, but it's like no, it's like, it's completely different than. That could be different. Um, so yes, yeah, just to avoid any confusion when I say college, um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go to a sixth form. I actually went to a college. Because sixth form is normally like an addition to a secondary school, whereas a college is literally just those two years. So you have to go to like a different establishment to do that. So that's what I did. Nice. Anyway, um, <laughs> I did I did graphic design at college, and then I applied to do like a a foundation diploma in art and design. Which, if I wanted to study graphic design um, at a degree, like mm-hmm. a bachelor's degree at, at actual college at university level, um, I had to do this foundation first. So. I applied to do that, which was a year course at uni. And the summer between finishing British college <laughs> and university, um, that summer was when I started raving like every week, like two, three times a week. Like my birthday's in July. So these times I was still 17. Like I was using a fake ID. <laughs> um, I was going to every way possible. Um, but you were meeting everyone important. Huh? But you were meeting everyone important to lead up to what you're doing. Oh, yeah, but I didn't really realize it at the time. Because mm-hmm. for me at the time, obviously, a lot of the artists that I was listening to and the raves that I was going to were mostly sort of like underground, either like Grime or Garage Nights, mm-hmm. even like Hyperdub, Song 81. There was even like an amazing like Tech Life night that I went to. Um, I remember when I was like 17, I was like, oh my God. And um, I just went without my camera, just purely as a fan of the music and to just soak in the vibes <laughs> until until after a few months I was just like right let me actually take my camera with me because I could get some sick stuff and again it was more for for my personal use just for something to for myself to have afterwards I was like I, I never really thought like right let me let me document this moment in time do you know what I mean I was just in it and I was like okay let me take some pictures and I think because I'd already got to know some of the artists and because at the time this was sort of before I guess you could say like Grimes resurgence mm-hmm. um, or like grimes that second wave um 
a lot of like it's big artists now um were performing at like much smaller venues so it was a lot easier to just bump into them and obviously meet at like 17 gas literally just meeting them being like oh my god like I love your music and like me standing at the skeptic being like oh my god I just get them <laughs> so being in the UK you were like you just said you were exposed to some of the biggest artists who was your favorite you worked with or shot in total mm-hmm. I know it's a hard question but it's, it's a hard question I don't even know if I have a favorite but I have a few that have been really cool to shoot mm-hmm. um, out of the UK um Georgia Smith is always an angel and a dream to work with, of course. Yeah. Um, Lady Leisha was actually really, really nice to work with. Um, she was just very positive and just like happy to do whatever. Um, and also, Unknown T, I don't know if you know him, that I shot recently. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, wait, let me see. Is that one of your latest posts? I'm not posting him yet. Oh, 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 okay. That's not so, out yet. I, so we got the exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> that was um that was shot like last week uh, oh sick but um he's he's really big in the uk at the moment and um i'm just drinking my smoothie oh you good go ahead mm-hmm. <laughs> um and he was just a dream to work with and it was funny because he even said that he really enjoys all the things that come with being an artist, like in terms of like all the interviews, the fashion sheets, and magazines and stuff. Like a lot of people, a lot of artists, especially, don't really like it. Yeah. And they kind of feel like it's a waste of their time. But um, he was super on it, and he was he was a reference to work with, so that was really cool. That's what's up. So one thing I've been asking all the artists and like photographers that I've interviewed is like, how's COVID treating you? Like with everything, are you getting booked more or less, or it's just like steady? I feel like with COVID, it's been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm sure it has been for everyone. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, like, I don't know what the lockdowns were like over in the States, but at the moment, crazy. we're in a second. Huh? They were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how many you guys have had yet, but we've had two. So we're in the second one right now. Mm-hmm. And we had one from beginning, end of March to like mid July. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't, like you couldn't come outside at all. I mean, like if you were, if you need to go to like the grocery store, but you couldn't go to like the bars or anything like that. So towards the end, I think after like four months, they started to open like the pubs and stuff up and like venues. But it was ah, oh, it was horrible because like they were opening some of the clubs up or like the bars and stuff, and they'd have DJs, but you had to stay seated. Like you weren't allowed to get up and dance. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> and probably, like, I would rather just wait until I can do it properly because this is really hurting my soul. Like, it was, yeah, obviously for four months there was nothing, like no pubs or anything. It was literally just like grocery stores were open, do your food shopping. Mm-hmm. Restaurants were open, but only for takeaway. Like, you couldn't dine in, um, which is kind of what it's gone back to now. But at the same time, like, shoots are happening now. People are going to work now. Schools are opening, which is I don't nice. know why, but kids are going to school. Um, <laughs> but you can't go around to your friend's house. So it's crazy. But no, so so the first lockdown that we had for those few months, I had no work. And I think that was probably the situation for most photographers because um, people just didn't know how to navigate that industry in the in a COVID-safe way at that time. So, I, so for those few months, I there was no work and 
in a way it was quite a nice sort of change of pace for me I think because I'm so like a mile a minute <laughs> usually <laughs> like that it was it was just nice to sort of take a little step back and just breathe um and I like just moved into a new apartment and then had like a really nice sort of like communal garden space and I was just sat there reading like every day the weather was so nice as well from like April through to like August so I was literally just like reading all my books I read that <laughs> I, I, I try to set a goal to read a certain amount of books per year and I've always tried to do 24 books a year which is like two books a month and I've okay. been doing it for like three years and I make a list of everything that I read and the first year was like 11 books then it was like 16 then 19 this year I've read 26 books <laughs> I'm so proud of myself <laughs> oh my goodness wow. and I can't skim read I can't skim read <laughs> I think I read like one book this whole time <laughs> 26 is fast. That's impressive. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I feel like, yeah, the first lockdown was definitely, it was good for my mental health. Whereas when we came out of the lockdown and things started to open again mm-hmm. and work started to sort of pick up, that was when my mental health started to deteriorate because <laughs> it was like, it was too much, too much at once. Minutes. And so many people were in the same boat as well because it seems like the whole industry opened up and everyone that couldn't create content before was all trying to get it done now at the same time. Do you know what I mean? So it's been crazy. Like, I had to get a personal assistant. I had to get like help in like different, yeah, it was a lot. It was because <laughs> obviously, especially when you're being asked to like submit decks and do treatments for stuff, like I just, I didn't have time to breathe. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, I never had to get some help in, in certain, certain areas of that. But I feel like it's, it's chilled down a little bit now because there was a point where I was more busy than I was pre-COVID, which is crazy. Wow. That's a good, never, it's never a bad thing. I know, it's never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. <laughs> um, but then I think with this current lockdown now, because work is still able to happen, like shoots mm-hmm. are still going ahead, but I think people are just being a bit cautious. So I'm, st- I'm still shooting, but not as much as I was maybe like a month ago. But I'm, I'm all right with that. Nice. So you speak of books. Is there any project or anything you can share that you're working on for the next year? Speaking of books? Mm-hmm. Books, you know, movies. No, you're a busy lady. What, but I'm going to put out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I feel like, because I did an exhibition, like, oh my God, four years ago now. Mm-hmm. Which is long time ago. Mm. But, um, and I think people have been like, where's your next exhibition? And I'm like, chill, man. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like I've, I've, I've got work that I could exhibit and mm-hmm. showcase, but at the same time, I would rather work on a specific project or like a specific body of work and then put that out instead of just doing an exhibition for the sake of it, do you know what I mean? But I've got a few, see this is the thing, I feel like with the first lockdown, because mm-hmm. I wasn't doing anything and I was just chilling and there was no pressure to be doing anything, I felt like I had all these ideas of projects that I wanted to, to execute and then I feel like as soon as work started coming again, all the ideas just got put on the back burner, it's just like no, I need to actually focus on so hopefully, no, I've got I've got a few things brewing okay. that could be special books or, or exhibitions. So hopefully, I feel like everyone's saying 2021 is going to be the year, man. But like, we'll hopefully it's going anywhere. <laughs> we're still going to be next year. <laughs> we will see. Oh my gosh. So as as a film photographer, um, mm-hmm. what would you say your, your favorite um, 
not brand, but your favorite film to shoot with? Favorite film? So I, I film with just like the standard Kodak portrait that everyone loves. <laughs> um, I remember when I first started shooting film, I was shooting on, was it Fuji C200? The little green one. Um, and then someone was like, oh my God, like, you need to try that portrait. Like, it's so good. And then I tried it and I was like, oh no, this is, this is nice. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's got the nicest tones. Like, you just can't fault it. Um, <laughs> and it's funny because lately I've been thinking like, oh, maybe I should switch to like a cheaper film. Like, bro, all film costs the same now. <laughs> it's same. nuts. Like, it's nuts. even little one pound Agfa Vista, it's like catching up with the rest of them. It's like there's actually no point. You might as well just shoot on the the, the most expensive film because they're all the same. Yeah, I, I'm about to switch to uh, Lomo. Yeah. See, I was looking at Lomo film, and it was the same price as Portra. <laughs> yeah, it used to be cheaper. I don't know what happened. Be, at least in the UK, it's it's basically the same. Maybe in America, because I feel like Lomo is an American brand now, so maybe it's cheaper for you guys. Maybe it get, it goes up by the time it gets imported <laughs> over here. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have this segment on the show called um, uh, What Made You Smile? So I know this year is crazy from protests, like rioting to COVID. What was something that made you smile? Something that made me smile. Well, that happened this year or that mm-hmm. I've been doing? Right now, this year. Or either, either or. What was happening this year? I feel like not a lot of nice things happened this year. I can't even think. <laughs> I feel like it's the negative things that stand out, but yeah. I feel like I can maybe just say what I've been doing to make me happy. Or like yeah. what's been, I feel like this year I've definitely been sort of focusing more on self-care. I feel like I've always been sort of like on my self-care tip, but I feel like even more so now, I feel like I've been doing like my meditation in the mornings. I've been like learning my languages, been doing my yoga. My friend Alex, shout out Alex, she's been doing like amazing group Zoom classes, um, yoga classes every week that have been keeping me sane. Um, and I think maybe just taking a step back and just focusing on yourself and your mental before everything else. Because if if your mental health isn't a one, then you can't really do anything in life, really. So you need to prioritize that. Nice. So um, with that, what's something that you're looking forward for next year? Like Brave. everyone else. I like music. <laughs> also, I feel like again for any stateside viewers and listeners, I feel like. Raves or like the perception of what a rave is in the UK is very different to what it is in the States. So I remember I was, um, you know, Willem Verbeek? Yeah. So he's, um, he's amazing. Yeah, he's so, he's so cool. Um, last summer when I was in New York, actually, he, um, he filmed me for his, his vlog. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking about raving in the UK. And then he was like, he was like, by the way, can you just explain what raving is for anyone? <laughs> like, wait. Is it not the same thing? And I found out it's definitely not the same thing. Like apparently Raven in the States is like glow sticks, like, like, like <laughs> techno music. It's different. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um It's like your standard party. Or just like going out like friends. Um no, like Raven in the UK is like a very specific thing, but mm-hmm. I think whereas I feel like in the States it's more like EDM focused. Like we do not have that here. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm grateful for that. I can't lie. That could go in the bin. <laughs> 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 awesome. But um, 
But but no man, I just miss raiding and like anything from like obviously grime, but like garage, house, jungle, drum and bass. Like I just I just miss the bass in my soul. <laughs> I, I, even, I even did a post on my on my Instagram. And I feel like it was probably a bad idea because it made me so sad. And everyone that commented were like, why did you do this? And it was just like, <laughs> from like any like live show or rave or festival that I went to probably in the past year, between pre-lockdown, between the start of lockdown and September last year, I couldn't go any further back in my camera roll because I was getting too upset. But um, there was just a lot of a lot of good moments there. That's, that's one thing that looking I'm looking forward to. If if it ever goes back to the way it was, you know, I feel like our government is gonna be like, oh no, you can just you can just do this all virtually now, you know, you don't <laughs> be the person. But all the virtual concerts, um, all all one million of them. I mean, I understand that that's all you can do right now, and if it means that the artist is still getting money somehow, but that can't be a long term solution. Yeah, I hope not. I have to mm. do them for work, but. I'm praying that we can go to real, real concerts mm-hmm. at some point next year when it's safe. Yeah, no, same. For sure. Well, dope. And I see you got your Telfar bag, so I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> oh my God, so I, I pre-ordered that in like May? I can't remember when, but it was, yeah, it was like months ago when obviously it was only available for pre-order. And at the time it was like, this will be delivered in November. And I was like, that is so long away. I was like, oh my God. I remember I bought two colors. I bought a white and a baby blue. And I was like, let me just get two and then return whichever one I'm not going to keep, even though they're both cute. I kept them both for like a week and I was like, but they're both so cute. And then I was like, why not go with more? Um, and my friend was like, oh, why don't you just sell the other one? You can get more. And I'm like, the whole point is that like, I'm not trying to make money yeah. off of this. Do you know what I mean? Especially being a black owned business. I was like, I'm just going to send it back to the retailer. <laughs> Are you going to use it as a camera bag or as a, um, like a bag bag? I don't know, man. I'm feeling very precious about it because it's white as well. I'm like, I was wearing it today and anytime it touched anything, I was like, ah! You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely so, want to get I'm one. I'm keeping like dainty things in it. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to damage it. We'll make it look too like, even though it is a leather bag, I don't want it to look like a, a little, Saggy fucking sack. <laughs> <laughs> well, dope. Um, I I think we're we're good. I just really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to explain Thank to you. the viewers and listeners. I feel like I've an unnecessary amount. <laughs> <laughs> All good. Well, tell the folks where they can find you and reach you before we get out of here. Um. So my handle for everything is pretty much the same. Just reach out on Instagram. So, cool. Okay. I guess those are the important ones. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What's so, oh, before we get out of here, what's some albums you're looking forward to that are about to come out? I can't like, I don't know what's going to come out, <laughs> but I can tell you what I've been listening. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know. But Megan dropped today. Yeah, she did. So I'm probably going to bump That's that dope. after this. Um, also, I took in Ariana Grande's album today, properly. Okay. In my opinion, it's, it's the masterpiece. It's so good. <laughs> I haven't got big into her, but I'm, I'm hearing that she's good. So. Listen, I've, I've, never, I've never really taken her in. Yeah. And then my friend, my friend Vince, shout out Vince, you know who you are, sent me his playlist on Apple Music. And there was one song in there. And I listened to it, and it sounded like a little kind of 
Neptune's <laughs> Like some nice vocals, I'm like who's this? Then I looked and I was like, oh my god, it's off the new album. So I was I was listening to it on repeat all day today on my travels, and it's yeah, I'm I'm feeling it. It's good. All right, I'm gonna listen to it. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for for jumping on the show. Uh, thanks for all the listeners and viewers for the support. This will be out shortly, and have a good rest of your weekend. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. All right.